Welcome to Playlist Presents, a podcast that looks behind the scenes of the Minnesota performing arts community. In this six-part series, we take a look at how the Ordway, located in St. Paul, Minnesota, has reimagined 42nd Street, incorporating contemporary culture and sensibilities into this beloved classic Broadway musical, reinventing it for a new generation of theatergoers. Well, here we are with two of the cast members of 42nd Street. I'm so excited to meet you both. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves first? So, Hi, I'm Kimberly Emanuel, and I play Peggy Sawyer. Hey, I'm Philip Atmore, and I play Billy Lawler. Uh, so I grew up a tap dancer. 42nd Street is like the tapper show. <laughs> what is it like to play Peggy and Billy, these iconic tap dancing role building characters. Yeah. I mean, it's a dream come true. It's as a tapper, everyone knows 42nd Street. I feel like even people that aren't familiar with musicals have heard the music to 42nd Street. Everyone knows Come and Meet Those Dancing Feet. Um, I feel like We're in the Money is very popular. Um, the Lullaby of Broadway. The Lullaby of Broadway, mm. exactly. We all sang it in middle school. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but to be able to be in it and to be in a version that's completely reinventing and to have a cast that is so colorful and talented in so many different ways um, coming together is just like an extraordinary experience. This is like a 42nd Street like no other. And I've done the traditional 42nd Street before, um, but to be able to do this new version with... Um, such an extraordinary group is really special. Yeah, I would agree. I couldn't have re I couldn't have said that any better. <laughs> it's a dream come true. And as I am also a 42nd Street alumni, I've I've done uh, different versions and uh, the more original version as well. And it's really fun to uh, Kimber Kimberly and I are of the hybrid generation of <laughs> being kind of Broadway bred, but also can. Uh, throw down uh, in the tap world as well. And so it's fun to be able to reimagine what 42nd Street can be. And the beauty of stepping into that realm is discovering that there is a world that exists where it could have always been this version and it would have been so right. Mm -hmm. So for, for those of us that aren't hip with the lingo, <laughs> tell us about throwing down. What is, what, tell us, what does that mean? How is that different? Then? Well, it, it's interesting. You know, um, there in the Broadway community, sometimes there can be a sense of the Broadway style of tap and then hoofing. But really, uh, back in the day, everything started from hoofing. You That's know, African-American right. tap dancers, um, you know, they, they kind of invented styles that you even see in jazz dancing now because everybody rubbed shoulders with everyone backstage, even though media portrayed kind of a more lily white uh, picture, everyone was was working together and mixing together and and learning from one another, particularly from African American tap dancers. And so, um, in terms of throwing down, uh, there's a sense of being able to um, to hoof, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and to step into um, uh, step into a world where you're a bit freer to to use your feet in a different way. <laughs> I also think one mm. thing specifically mm. um, 
that is specific to mm. our show mm. is that um, I don't think in many other productions of 42nd Street, you're going to watch people improv on stage, mm. tap dance. Yeah. And in our show, we have people sliding out yeah. and throwing down, yeah. as Philip says, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they are, they're given uh, one or two counts of eight. And they are on the spot coming up with the steps that you are going to be seeing. Yes. Which I think is super, super original to 42nd yes. Street, to our production of 42nd Street. Mm -hmm. And to and to Broadway shows. There's not a lot of right. improvising that's happening in yes. shows, right? It's that true. You, mm -hmm. you yes. rehearse and re you re we rehearse mm -hmm. perfection and spontaneity yes. until we get it right. Yes. The, the Terrence McNally quote. <laughs> um, yes. About rehearsing spontaneity until yes. we get it perfectly. That's so yes. this is not the first time that you have paid Peggy and Billy together no. in this in this throwdown version of <laughs> You were part of the Chicago uh, team. Tell us about that. Um, well, the Chicago team was it was the same creative team. It was um, Michael Heitzman, our director, Jared Grimes, our choreographer, yes. Everett Bradley, our music genius. Um, who else is similar on that team? Our dance captain's the same. Yes. We have an ensemble member that's the same. Mm -hmm. Our Andy Lee is the same. Mm -hmm. um, but to be able to be reunited with those people and have some Minnesota locals and other um, New York actors that I haven't gotten to work with has been a really cool experience, especially doing a show that I have a lot of, I feel like a lot of my heart is in it because mm. I helped create this version of it. Mm. Um, to be back in that room, but with these new voices and new feet and breathing new life into this show that we already took a baby breath into mm. um, is very, very cool. Mm. The version in Chicago you know, it was just a bunch of people that are really creative coming into a room together and say, looking at this piece and saying, what can we do with this to bring it into the 21st century? They used the people in the room and saw what we all had to bring to the table and decided to create something that represented us. And I thought that was such a beautiful experience. Um, and in this version, we're doing that again, but also they have a clear idea of what was possible based on the Chicago version. So it's that times like 12, mm -hmm. which sure. is incredible. So yes. when you were in Chicago, you really created this yes. new idea. I would say Chicago was an experiment that went well yes. <laughs> and was reviewed well also. And I think that I knew that the creative team felt like they had something special on their hands. But it was seriously a situation where it could have been a huge success or a huge fail. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> in terms Those of, are the best things. Yeah, the best things, <laughs> absolutely. Taking the risk of rearranging the music and turning it into, as one of the reviewers called it, a 40-second street for all ages because mm -hmm. there's literally sounds from like disco to like the mm -hmm. original kind of more jazz-inspired arrangements. And so that was a huge risk to go into uh, going into it that everyone was game for. And I would say that it was an experiment. We had less time to rehearse. Mm -hmm. And so um, everyone came as prepared as they could, uh, but knew that it was something new. And so with the time given, we made lemonade and it tasted good. <laughs> and so now um, we have more time to kind of refine and discover uh, more nuances and and really discover the depth of the characters a little bit more and 
And that's that's such a, a gift, you know, mm-hmm. when you can uh, when you have the ability to revisit something. In hindsight, you have more inf- information based on what you went through, and you can come into it with fresh eyes, but with a reserve of knowledge. And so, sure. I feel like as a company, uh, you know, the handful of us that have gone through this in Chicago, um, I feel like that's a really great engine. And and now we just get, you know, we we just have we have a, a bigger stage and mm-hmm. and just more time to discover what this version actually is. Mm-hmm. So you have the base, what mm-hmm. you created, and now you get to yes. take what worked, make that even bigger, exactly. stronger, mm-hmm. and then try new things with exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just walking by the room, mm-hmm. it is electric. Everyone <laughs> is, is talking about it. I cannot wait for our audiences to get to see it. So you, excited. You mentioned that having people from all different backgrounds, what does that mean to mm. you to be a part of a cast? I know working in theater, we don't always get to be in a cast that's diverse and representative of the world that we actually walk right. in. Yeah. So what yeah. does that mean to you both as um, artists? I don't. I, I will not presume to say how you identify yourselves, mm-hmm. but, yeah, sure. yeah. but yes. t- tell us about that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's important. I mean, it's very rare that for an older story like 42nd Street that the movie was pretty, you know, whitewashed, um, that to, to be able to be in a room that's using the same story but having a cast that looks like our world right now telling it, I think is really incredible because the story is a young girl who is given a break and rises, faces adversity, and rises up and becomes a star. Mm -hmm. And I think that today is universal Mm -hmm. in our business. Anyone, thank goodness, in 2019 can rise up and become something great. Um, And I hope that continues to get better and better for all people in the future. Um, But I think something that I think about a lot is that I'm a a half-Asian-American woman, And in tap musicals, for whatever reason, in history, Asians have been two-dimensionalized and seen as the other. And for example, in Thoroughly Modern Millie and Anything Goes and Dames at Sea, I always feel strange as a tapper who's also Asian auditioning for these shows that I should be right for because Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the message of the show. Um, And I don't believe that they're portraying people of my race in a way that is inclusive um, and forward thinking. So it means a lot to be someone who is in a leading role as an Asian American woman and doing a tap musical and owning all of it. And hopefully the audience just accepts my story Mm. um, and accepts me as Peggy. That's the goal for Mm. me. Um, But also we've talked about in rehearsal that This show takes place in 1933, Mm. and um, for an Asian or for someone who is, we have people of all colors in our show, it raises the stakes for us as artists. The show starts out in an audition for Julian Marsh, who's like a big time director on Broadway in the time. And... All of us, everyone is at this, that audition, but the stakes, I think, are raised so much for the people of color um, because they want to be on the line even more so, and the stakes are even higher than them in, higher for them in society at the time. Um, 
So I think it not only is telling the same story, but is deepening it. And I have a line um, in Act Two where I say, uh, Peggy is fired. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> Peggy's fired. <laughs> and she says... It turns um, out okay. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Everyone wins. Um, she says, like, I got your message loud and clear. Go back to where you came from, Miss Peggy Sawyer. Mm. And every time I say that line, mm. it just rings so differently than when I saw someone else... Than when I saw... When I was in a production of 42nd Street and someone who is not a person of color was playing the role of Peggy. <laughs> and not like any story is invalidated. I just feel like it rings true in a different way yes. for an audience in 2019. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about that is the story and the character of Peggy is someone who is out there taking a risk somewhere yep. she's never been before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's not <clears throat> sure she belongs. Mm -hmm. So and so she's an outsider. She yeah. doesn't get the jokes. Mm -mm. She doesn't get the story. No. She yep. doesn't have the background. Mm -hmm. All those things. She doesn't know the lingo. She doesn't she know the lingo. The none of it. Right. Yeah. And, and yet she comes in because of risk-taking, talent, hard right. work, and the support of people around her, right. she's able to achieve, which is your story and yes. your story and my story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what makes this accessible to all audiences by having you play Peggy, it opens up that door mm -hmm. for every kid to see That's that right. could be me. Sure. That's right. The, the story was there. The character was there. Right. Mm -hmm. But this version... I think this what you just said is so special. Yeah. It's opening it up yeah. in a fantastic way. And I think it's yeah. similar for Billy, who's yeah. the opposite of Peggy. That's right. <laughs> right. Yes. So Billy. Yeah, he was true. there. And it's interesting because nothing in the text has changed. Do you know what I'm exactly. saying? In that's, terms that's of – and that's the rule. Exactly. It's the beauty of theater. But I think um, for whatever reason, when it comes to um, – changing our minds about casting, we begin to get nervous. But not anymore because we're in a post-Hamilton era. <laughs> and what's beautiful I about... I think some people are yeah, still nervous. But pe yeah, people are still us. nervous. <laughs> but what I want to say about that is the beauty of being in a post-Hamilton era is that what Hamilton, why Hamilton is such a gift to the American theater and to, the, to theater around the world is because it, it holds us accountable to re-examining what the human narrative is. And who gets to tell it. And who it. gets to tell yeah. it. Yeah. And I always look at kind of the political conversation as this pendulum of power. And, um, you know, we, we swing it back and forth and whoever has the pendulum gets to speak. But the beauty of theater is we step out in some ways, we step out of the political arena and step into the human narrative. Mm -hmm. And there, we just sit down at a table and we begin to to step into the gray of uh, issues of the human heart mm -hmm. and why it's taken so long actually to re-examine what it means to be human <laughs> mm -hmm. and who gets to tell the story. Well, and it's the power yeah. of theater. Exactly. Right? And the power. Yeah. W one of the shows I, I did a few years ago that was life-changing for me was Shuffle Along on Broadway. It was life-changing for me as an audience. <laughs> Truly, yeah. it was. Like, life-changing. Sat, sat in the audience crying yeah. watching what was happening yeah. on that stage. Life-changing. And it was life-changing for me, one, because we got to journey together as a cast. One of the first things that we did as a cast for research for the show, and if you don't know, Shuffle Along um, is about essentially the creators of 
the first black musical on Broadway that was called Shuffle Along. Noble Sicily, UB Blake um, were some of the creators of this musical and wasn't just about how the musical was formed, but also its impact on Broadway, um, including, uh, but not limited to, um, the evolution of women um, who at one point were being paraded around like Zeke Field Follies. It was the first time that they introduced women dancing as a chorus and powerfully. It was the first time that there was a dancing chorus on Broadway, which obviously then changed what Broadway looked Completely. like. Okay. You know, and in terms of the style and people involved, you know, Florence Mills and I mean, these amazing names uh, at one point, uh, Josephine Baker was mm -hmm. in, on the tour of Shuffle Along. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. so you, you know, you're telling the stories of these unsung African-American heroes. Uh, one of the things that we did as research is we went to the Guggenheim and we watched a film that had been lost for over a hundred years. And it was a silent film starring Burt Williams, who Burt Williams was a famous African-American silent movie star. Mm -hmm. And um, what was so compelling for me was the fact that this film uh, that came out in 1914 uh, was a collaborative effort by not just African-Americans, but whites. It was a multicultural cast and crew. Um, where there were, you know, blacks on film, there were whites who were also helping operate cameras and whatnot. And it was evidence that we worked and lived and breathed together. That's right. Which is a different narrative than what media portrayed. And I grew up loving Gene Kelly. I grew up loving Singing in the Rain. It was the reason why I started dancing that and Gene Ke and um, Gregory Hines and Sammy Davis Jr., mm -hmm. these song and dance men. Uh, but I, I like Kimberly... Because I am such a song and dance man, uh, when I stepped into kind of, you know, early, uh, you know, my teenage years and early adulthood years and went to audition for these shows, I realized very quickly that I was stepping into a limited idea of what that world was about. Mm. And for the sure. longest time, I wrestled, I, I, I did not, I, I, I couldn't find myself in a period piece and really it's because there was an idea of a person of color's place in a period piece musical. When the reality is based on historical evidence of, uh, you know, like this, this film starring Burt Williams, besides the fact that we lived and breathed together, the narrative that was being told was that it was a white world. And because of our hist of our the research that we did for Shuffle Along, and because of the stories that we told of African Americans trailblazing the arts and being robbed and being stolen from by white artists, you know, and um, I, for the first time, felt like I belonged in a period piece musical, mm -hmm. and the beauty of that stepping out of Shuffle Along and then stepping back into pieces, you know, period pieces. I no longer felt conflict, conflicted about my place, regardless of the vision of the creative team. And mm. uh, because historically, I, I felt backed up. Well, because you know, yeah. we were there. We were there. <laughs> we were there. Everybody and, was yes. there and, and in so some way. The beauty of 42nd Street is that I firmly believe that in doing something, we're not doing something new. We're actually going deeper in figuring out what the narrative could really have been. Because, you know, 
There were Asian Peggy Sawyers. Mm -hmm. There were black Billy Lawlers mm -hmm. up in the Cotton Club. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And the stakes were actually higher mm -hmm. based on history. And so we're not doing anything new. We're actually delving deeper into the text. And Kimberly and I are both Americans. And so we have a responsibility to figure out what the American voice is and what the now and what the American voices has what the American voice has been throughout history. And we've missed it because we were merely telling an idea of what we thought things were as opposed to what they were. Mm. And as you know, as as artists of color, um, we feel the weight of that responsibility. But you don't always get the beauty of having a creative team who have the vision and the value for that. Mm -hmm. And what I hope for in, uh, you know, the, the age of Hamilton and 42nd Street, the 42nd Street that we are doing, and I say that with all respect for the original, which I did. Mm -hmm. I love the original 42nd Street. But with the, what I hope for in, in a new era is for creative voices to rise up that have vision and value for the American story that tells the stories of all Americans and to reinvestigate what history actually was mm -hmm. as opposed to a controlled media that told a very different story to uphold very specific political viewpoints. Well, and it's, it's exciting to mm. hear you talk and to hear both of your passion for mm. it and and the and the depth. I think sometimes people come to see shows and they're like, "Look, they learn some dances and they sing <laughs> some songs." Yeah. When in fact, no, there there yeah. is a there's a depth to the character study that you're doing yeah. and that you're bringing, which brings a color and a yeah, no pun intended, and a, <laughs> and, a, and yeah. a perspective of the characters that more people will relate to. Billy right. could very easily be a two dimensional guy. Right. Comes in, snaps his fingers, yeah, does a dance, yeah. walks away. <laughs> right. But instead, yeah. it sounds like we're mm. gonna see yeah. some layers. Yeah, Billy, those layers. Like Shrek, he's an onion, <laughs> and, right? Some layers. Yeah, how yeah. did he get here, and how, how hard has yeah. he worked, and There's why is he making room for this person, and, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. and all of that. So that's it's super exciting. Let's, mm. let's do this. Yeah. Ooh, I thought, let's <laughs> talk about tap. And yeah, we, we like went there, right? <laughs> because, and, yeah. and we can do that because yeah. we have a deep respect and love for the theater, all of it. That's right. All people that that's have right. been creating from the beginning until now. That's right. And... And it's an evolution. So, yeah. so I hear in you uh, a respect and a love for the past yes. and a desire for that to be accessible to everyone. That's and I've right. heard that from the director, Michael, and I've heard that from the choreographer, Jared. And yeah. it's certainly our view at the Ordway mm. is how do we make stories more accessible? How do we give more people voices? Yeah. And, and how do we invite audiences in to be a part of that? Yeah. And that's really what 42nd Street is about. Yes. Just for fun. Yes. Let's do a speed round. Yes. And just let's get to know Kimberly and Philip yeah. really quick before, before we're done. So yeah. I'll just say it, and then you bing and you bing. <laughs> okay. And they're hard questions. Okay. Oh. We'll start easy. Favorite okay. color? Blue. Blue. What? <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, okay. No one cares about me, but green. <laughs> green. Okay. Green. Yes, green. Um, yes, green. <laughs> Favorite? Tap step. Oh, oh, I don't know. Or go, maybe maybe go to. Like when someone's yeah. like when someone's like, you got, quick, show me a tap. What's your yeah. go-to? Oh, I like rhythm turns. Yeah. Rhythm turns. I love okay. a shim sham. Yes, a shim yes, sham. Shim -sham. Dad, my daughter just learned the shim sham. Yes. She's real proud. Yes. Real. Shim sham, everyone. <laughs> Look it up. Rhythm turns trickier. So it's gonna yes. take a little bit longer. Uh, favorite role outside of Peggy and Billy in this 42nd Street that you've played or that you want to play? Uh, I I actually 
just had a role that I didn't know was a dream role, and then I got cast in it. I was like, yes. this actually was probably my favorite role I've ever done. It was um, Kathy Selden in um, Singing yes. the Rain. So I good. bet you were amazing, <laughs> Kathy so Selden. Yes. Um, I, I have two. Okay. Um, I mean, it's against the yes, rules, but it's I fine. know. I'm sorry. Uh, well, recently, because it was, uh, I played a guy called Peter Mueller, who was a bit like a Fred Astaire type uh, role in "I Married an Angel" at City Center Encores. Yeah, <gasps> yep. Josh Josh Bergas, and then also uh, a, a less of a. Uh, I played William Grant Still in "Shuffle Along," mm-hmm. which was not one of the main characters, but one of the most poignant in the sense that he was um, an African-American musician, and I won't get into what happens, but it was alluded to that four notes that he would play on a regular basis and shuffle along were stolen from him and then became um, a very famous song by a very famous composer. And so it was an honor for me to be able to tell the story of an unsung hero like William Grant Still. And so though he had no dialogue and he didn't sing, I did this uh, angry dance of sure passion with, sure with a clarinet. Did. And so that, that was an honor to, <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to tell his story every night. And it was uh, electric, mm, for, nice. sure. Um, for sure. For uh, sure. Favorite, well, maybe not favorite, like inspira- who's, your, who's an actor or performer mm. that's been an inspiration to you? Mm. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, I, I feel like I'm going to take Phillips. No, go for it. You're going to say share. Audrey McDonald. I knew you were going to say that. Yes, yes, yes. Really? Audrey yes. McDonald. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I love her so much. She, I, I mean, so she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you'd go like a tapper. Not ah, she, but she taps. Yeah. I, yes. She taps yes, evidence. She does. she does it all. Yeah. I was going to say Gregory Hines and Audra McDonald. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, and you've worked with Audra. Yes. And yes. is she every bit as lovely? She's, she's an incredible leader on stage mm. and off. And Brian Stokes Mitchell as well. Both of them. I'm that you're whole just, cast of stuff. Just saying along. all the names. I know, right? They're just Billy leaders. Billy Porter. Billy mm-hmm. Porter, amazed Joshua Henry. Yeah. Just leaders on stage and off. Brandon Victor Dixon. Yeah. That was that cast, and now up and coming Adrian Warren. Yes, who's gonna she, slay she brought me to tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Yeah. So you have been lucky, mm. and you have worked hard. Yes. Right. Yes. Why? Why should people come and see this 42nd Street? Mm. What's your What's your line? I mean, they're yes. coming after they've heard this conversation. <laughs> yes. Like, how could you not? But yes. what, what would the one thing, if someone's still on the fence, mm-hmm. get them off the fence? That's hard. I, I, I can, uh, Do- as a quote from the show, a raw beginner can be a winner. Go into your dance. That's mm-hmm. right. That's my favorite song from the show, even though Billy Lawler is not in it. He's not. <laughs> Go it's into your dance. Yeah. I, but mm-hmm. I love that line. A raw beginner can be, be a, winner. a winner. Just give me a chance. Mm-hmm. Shake your shoes and go into your dance. I mean, that is such a beautiful line because it's an invitation. And I, and I think that don't come to 42nd Street looking to be entertained. Come to be invited. Mm-hmm. And inspired. And inspired, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Because you're going to see yourself. You're gonna, at some point, you know, if you look just beyond uh, the incredible dancing, there is a really cool story, and anyone and, and anyone and everyone can identify with Peggy Sawyer mm. at any point in her journey. True. Yeah. Especially no matter what you do. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. That's the everyone beauty of theater, too. Everyone has their too. own Peggy Sawyer with That's them right. Yeah. yeah. And can make a place wherever they go yeah. for themselves. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, and besides what Phillips said, <laughs> this is another just another reason to come is mm. that this cast is like Fierce. we've had one week of rehearsals, and I am just so inspired by everyone in this room. Yes, mm-hmm. and we have ridiculous, um, like a ridiculous amount of talent. Mm. So just based on the opening number alone, the amount of tapping that you're going to be seeing and improving and the the new orchestrations and yeah. the singers that we have in this show. As soon as Maggie opens her mouth, I think that's reason enough <laughs> to come see the show. Yes, friends. Yes. Um, Jimmy so said yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come she said yes, friends. Yes, friends. You glory know her, comes you out know of that her, mouth, right? And that's, that's the definition of glory. We, we uh, worked really hard to bring together uh, a group of people, and I, I was privileged to be in a lot of those audition rooms and, wow. and, and bring a lot of those people. And, cool. and amazing people auditioned, I mean, yeah. that aren't going to be in this room. Wow. We were really, really thankful for the hundreds and hundreds of talented <sighs> people that came. And so to have narrowed it down to this crew is Come pretty on. special. What an honor. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. So the reasons are... Well, come because Kimberly and Philip are dynamic human humans, and then on the stage, find your inner Peggy Sawyer, yes. and be inspired. Yes, that's what I've learned. That's you guys, right. this was amazing. So Thank amazing! You. Thank Thanks you for, for having being us. in Minnesota. You guys are both from New York. Yes, living in New York. Well, LA originally, oh. but live in New York. Living yeah. in New York and Long Island originally, living in New York. Yes, mm-hmm. but hanging out in St. Paul. There you go for June, July, and August. Yes, and we are truly honored to have oh, you. Oh, we're honored to be here. Thank yeah. you. Playlist Presents is a production of MinnesotaPlaylist.com, the state's town square for all things performing arts. Promote your show, promote your opportunity, and promote yourself at MinnesotaPlaylist.com. Use the code 42ndStreet, that's 42ndStreet, all one word, to get 10% off your next purchase at Playlist. Playlist Presents was recorded at Side Town Studios, a feature of the Good Arts Collective. Learn more about the collective and consider becoming a member at goodartscollective.com. Our mix engineer was the talented Brian Lenz. Theme music was created by Electric Yarn. Check out more of their stuff at electricyarnmusic.com. 42nd Street music samples provided by The Ordway. Ordway.